just as we've been worshipping and that song that we would be lifted up like eagles and then the very next song is about who we're worshipping and the word that came to me for us and for perhaps individuals here but certainly for us as a, as a church is perspective you see we don't get lifted up on the eagle's wings so that we can have a good time we get lifted up so we can see things from God's perspective because sometimes it just feels like we're in the midst of stuff the last few weeks it's felt like I've been in the midst of stuff but it's when you're with God he, he allows you to soar above what you're in for you to see it as he sees it and he is not underneath this stuff he is above it and as I was just pondering on this word perspective and just singing this song about who God is I was reminded of that scene in the Lion King where Simba is trapped in the elephant graveyard and the hyenas are coming for him and he's trapped and the hyenas have got him and then he turns around and he tries to roar tries to do a big roar and it comes out as a little squeak and the hyenas start laughing at Simba. But he doesn't stop trying. He tries again to roar. And it comes out as a squeak again. And they're thinking, this is easy for us to get now. And the hyenas are closing in. And then Simba tries again to roar. And this massive roar is released. And the hyenas are startled and they run. And the roar did not come. From Simba. The roar did not come from the children. The roar came from the Father. The roar came from the King. And when He enters the scene, when His perspective comes in, and when He roars, the enemy flees. We sing these worship songs because it gets us to look up in our troubles, and then we see where the Lion of Judah is. And he comes along and says, don't you see where I am? I'm going to lift you up to see what I see. Come up with me. And then he brings us up with him and we see as he sees. It's not about us doing the good prayers, saying the great words. It's about the roar of our lion, who is Jesus, who is king, who is over all. It is his roar that matters. And if you have a squeak in your heart, if you have just an inkling of something that may be of God birthed, then stand up because then the roar of God will bring power through it. So I encourage you right now, perspective. If you feel like, do you know, I have an encouragement. I have a testimony. I have a word. I have something of God to give, even if it's a little squeak in your heart. Bring it. Because the Father amplifies that into a roar. One of the things we want to just look at today, um, just as we're church family together, is, is 1 Corinthians 12. Just following on from, from what Ashley has said, 1 Corinthians 12 is about being the body of Christ, about being a body. The church is described as a, as a body. Um, it's an unusual picture in lots of ways. Uh, in a little bit, those who want to, of whatever age, I've got some bodies down here, and we, I want us to maybe draw some bodies and think about what part of the body 
we are. But I was just thinking what um, Ashley was saying. Verse 7, it says this in 1 Corinthians 12. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. In other words, the work of God can be seen. The manifestation is a bit of an unusual word. We might not hear that very much in common language. But the working of the Spirit is given. The the life of the Spirit is given for the common good. So it's not just special people. I think sometimes we can think, oh, they're special, this one's special, that one's special, but I'm not. But actually, God has given gifts by His Spirit to each one for each one. So it's for each of us. Um, And then it's got this great little list. So to one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Did you know that you might be able to bring a message of wisdom to someone else here? That... You, you, you might be simply sharing something with someone. You say, can I just pray for you? You just share what's on your heart. And they go, you have no idea what you just said. You've so encouraged me. You've so helped me. So the manifestation of the Spirit, this demonstration for the common good, a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge. Sometimes I've, I've found this when I pray for someone and I, I feel this thing that's different. It's not something I know in the natural. And I'll just say to, and you have to be brave with it sometimes. And I say, does this mean anything to you? And you think I'm going to look an absolute wally if, you know. Does this mean anything? And they like look at you and they say, you have no idea. Um, And it's, it's a message of knowledge. But it's to build up and encourage by the means of the same spirit. To another, faith. Believing God for things. Having faith, a gift of faith. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. So there are gifts of healing that God gives for the common good. There are moments when you feel faith rising up to pray for someone. Uh, There's a gift of healing. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. In other words, declaring the truth of God. Declaring God's word. Declaring the good things of God. Uh, that, that speak into a person's life. So from God to the people, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. What's going on here? Is this God at work? Is this the enemy at, the, at work? Is this fear here? Is faith here? And sometimes God will show us and help us. All of this is for the common good. And this is not just Mark or Mark and Ashley. This is the body. This is the body, all of the the body. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, spiritual languages. To, To another, the interpretation of those tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one as He determines. One of the things I think sometimes for us as a body is like, oh, God wants to use that one and that one, but he doesn't want to use me. But you are the body of Christ, it goes on to say later on. Each one of you is part of it. Each one of you has a, has a gift. I just, I just felt I wanted to encourage Lucy today. Earlier on this morning when we were singing, I could just hear your voice right at the back ringing out, and she's going, oh, oh no. But... But there's something, there's something about 
just your enthusiasm, your desire for God, the way that you're, you know, you're just expressing your worship through color. I know that that's part of who you are. Um, but, and and the, the kids get drawn to that and that expression. But you've been teaching them as well that it's not just about waving a piece of cloth. It's actually thinking about, why do I choose that? What's that about? Now, some of us are going, I have no idea what that's about. I don't do flags. But for others... The picture of the gold, the silver, the purple, the, these truths that come out. But there's something in you at the moment, Lucy. I feel like you've gone to a new level in God. And I want to pray blessing on that. And, and to encourage you just to keep being yourself. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we're glad you're here. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Um, and you're very real. Um, even if Elliot has just nearly taken you out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, but even that, it's just, you, you will go up to people and you'll just encourage them. You're such an encourager. And uh, I thank God for that. I really do. I really do. Elia, I want to tell you, you did something just now when you came, which I just thought was brilliant. You ran down the front and you gave Ashley a hug. Did anyone else see that? Yeah. It was just, my heart just leapt. Well done. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And it's like... You know, a child can do that. And you think, could I do that? <laughs> could I go across the room and, you know, now some of us don't do hugs. Some of us don't do hugs, are they? I, I got accused years ago. A lady said to me in the church, she was one of these kind of ladies. She, she said, you're not a huggy person, are you? And I, I try, I try, I try. But some of us are real huggers and some of us are not. But I just loved that. Elliot, that was wonderful. But that's a picture of God. But that's how we are to be with one another in the body. Now, we can give off. So if someone comes towards you and looks like they're going to hug you, I know that we can give off signals that we don't want to be hugged. That's all right. We're allowed to say, oh, hello. <laughs> we can put out our hands. But it's about building and encouraging for the common good. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It's for the common good. And I believe that's what God is wanting to do in us as a church at the moment. He's building us. He's building us. And it, it really is quite new. We're in a new day. We're in a new time. We're not the only church feeling this. Many, many churches all over the country, over the world are feeling it. Because stuff has been stripped away. Some of the things we did before, they're gone. And quite a lot of them won't be coming back. Now, I can't give you lists of those things, but it is different. And it's not just about, well, by March or April, we'll back where we were two years ago. No, we're not interested in that. It's about being the body. It's about being open to the Spirit. I'm praying more and more that God will put a big knife through that tarpaulin that Warren had the picture of, and that... The pouring, the outpouring of God will begin to come more and more and more on his people. I just, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to be the body. Ashley's going to share a little bit as he feels led. I'll, I'll, I want to bring a couple of little ideas of application. We're going to have communion as well. Have you got a, another worship song just to lead us into? Yeah. Brilliant. It, yeah. Well, let's just stand again for a minute. And um, 
as Ashley's just been encouraged. If you feel you've got a word, you've got an encouragement, you've got something specific, feel free. I know you have to be brave to get up here and stand at the mic, but if you do have something for the common good to build, let's be ready to build and instruct. If you want to go across the room and hug someone, ask them first, but do it in the worship, all right? Let's, let's stand. Come on. But 1 Corinthians 12, very famous. Many of us will know this. You can, yep, take as many pens as you like. It's fine. Don't have to just choose one. You can have some. It says, just as a body though is one, has many parts, all its parts form one body. So it is with Christ. So it is with the people of God. So we're all baptized by one spirit and we form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free. We've all been given this one spirit to drink. I mean, some unusual pictures here, but it's this picture of how the spirit of God draws us together. And so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So one of the things I want you to think about, if you've taken a, a body, and, and those of you who haven't taken, but you can think about it in your head, what I want to say to you is think about that as the church, the church family, that picture of the body. And you might like to think about all the different parts of the church family, the church body. And maybe think about which part are you? Which part? You might be a hand, you might be an eye, you, maybe you're the nose, I don't know. Um, but which part of the body are you? If the foot should say, I'm not a hand, I don't belong. I just was feeling this with what you said, Joyce. It's, you're absolutely vital here. What you just brought there has just lifted my spirit. The promises of God. It's made me think about the promises of God. And you, just that simple story about a building. And the thing that God spoke to me was, look, 25 years. It's vital that you're here uh, and that you share what you do. But if the foot says, I'm not a hand so I don't belong to the body, it doesn't stop being part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye... I don't belong to the body. It won't, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body was an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? We're not all the same. We can't be all the same. Jesus has made us very different. When Lucy brought that word just now, you know, when he made you, he made you, you. And he declares over you, you are beautiful because you're my creation. You're my creation. It's what God says over you. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? And this is a key phrase that I want us to hear today. God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So, right now today, Apex Church as it is is made up of parts that God wants them to be. It's lovely to see you, James. Forgive me for picking you out, but you were sharing something of your story last week. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and you were thinking, you know, all the way from South Africa to this little tiny island on the south coast, and you think of England, what, you know, why am I here? What, you know, and I know you've had some of those questions. What, what on earth was that about? 
God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. I absolutely believe. I said to you when I first met you, you're here for a reason. I think part of that reason is reconnecting with the Lord, reconnecting with his people in a fresh way, a new way. And even your determination to come today. Forgive me if I'm embarrassing, but you've come through the door. I need to be with God's people. There's something inside of you, deep inside of you, that says, I know where I need to be. It's with the people of God. It's in the body. And it's a driver that that God has put there in you. So keep pursuing it. Keep, and he's placed you here. You're a value. It's so good that you're here. And we pray for your wife. And we pray for your family. And we, we pray. But you're taking those steps. And it's God's. We, we need to pray for each other when we take communion in a minute, for sure. But um, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, as he wanted to them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? You know, a giant ear walking down the road. Mike, you love pictures like this, don't you? Stories like this. Mike can see a giant ear walking down the road, can't you? I, I, I can see. As it is, there are many parts, but one body. One body. And we see things differently. I've been chatting to Margarita about Margarita sees things. She sees, it's a gift of God. She sees things. And she, as a relatively new Christian, might have said, certainly a few years ago, well, everybody sees this. No, they don't. Because you're looking through your eyes for how God has made you. So you, some of you will go up to someone else and bring a word that so encourages you'd have no idea. But we've got to be courageous with that gift. We've got to use that. There's different ones of us have different gifts. And we're needed and one, the thing I want to say, and I'll bring a couple of bits of application in just a second, I'd love Ashley just to share from his heart as well, is that it's easy sometimes in a church context to say, oh, someone else, it, or they do it. It's, or even, as you, if you've read today's notes in the 40-day notes, hopefully you've got access to them, I'm just don't know if anyone wrote the notes today, but I, I, I'm just, I, I just do the teas and coffees. I, I just do the children's work. I just do the youth work. I, I just a singer. Oh, I, I just welcome on the door. It's vital. Because if you're not doing that, then, then who is, we all have a part to play. That's what's so key. It's not just anything. Each one of us, some of us are prayers. Some of us have words. Some of us have this different. Now, some of us are saying, I need to find where I fit. I need to understand. But also, oh, that's what they do. No. What's God called you to do? What's he called you to do? Ashley, why don't you share? Yeah, we're just being, we're we're thinking as Mark was saying about what it is to be church, and and as Mark has brought one of the uh, pictures and analogy that that keeps coming through the New Testament is that of the body, the body of Christ. Um, and as I was reflecting on that and thinking about it, um, 
I was just reminded about uh, a few things, and one of them was something that uh, Greg said to me one time, and he'll probably give a really great sermon on it one day, but he says that conversion is not just saying that Jesus is Lord and Savior. To be converted is not just be converted to Christ. It's actually far more than that. You get converted to Christ, yes, and that is, that is the first and the foremost of what happens. But he doesn't just leave you there. He actually converts you to his cause. So conversion actually follows through to being what is the cause of Christ, and that is that all should come to a knowledge of God. So when you become a Christian, you're converted to Christ, and then you're converted to his cause, but it doesn't even stay there, because the greatest conversion that, that he brings you into is you're converted to his community. You see, the perfect community of, or, or ever in existence is the community of the triune God. And conversion is to all three of these things. We're converted to Christ, to his cause, and to his community to his family. So it is not an individual. See, sometimes in our Western society, we, we can elevate the individual above all else. And what happens when we elevate the individual is we actually have great mental health problems when the individual is elevated to the, to the height of everything. So you see the most famous person. They, you, they look like they've got it all. They've got fame. They've got riches. They've got everything. But they have nobody. And in the end, they're a broken person. Because we need community. That's what we're made for. We're designed for. We're birthed out of that. So I was thinking about this as well. And, and I was reading through uh, the second letter of the Apostle John. And I just want to read it out to you. It's a very, very short letter. I'm going to read it out to you. And this is what he says. The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father, from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have from the beginning, that we love one another. And this love, that we walk according to his commandments, this is the commandment, just as you heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is, a, is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves, so that you may not lose what you have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not abide, uh, does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works." Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink or Zoom. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. 
the children of your elect sister greet you. Now, this can be a little bit strange word, the elect sister. This is speaking about the church. This is not talking about an individual in this case. And right here, it starts off by speaking of the church in terms of people, body of Christ. And then it goes straight into it, talking about it as a family, the elect lady and her children. This is the place that we start from, knowing that, one, we are elect people of God, we are chosen, saved by him. But then, straight away, the, the emphasis is about being together. And, and the way that John finishes this is not about, it would be great to see you on Zoom, it would be great to see you, uh, you know, or speak to you on a telephone, it would be great to write letters to you. No, I'm writing a letter only that it would be the foretaste of when we actually come together. The gathering is so important to John that he doesn't even... <laughs> This is so short. He is so sure that he's going to be with them, so longing to be with him that he doesn't want to write much here because he wants to speak to them so that they may know him, uh, know his heart right from him. The other thing is, is that there is an, as there's a knowledge that some will be walking in the body, right here, right now, some will be walking close to that, what God has commanded us to do, and some won't be quite as close now, that may be because of circumstances or situations. That may be because they haven't come into the knowledge of it. But here is the encouragement of being in the body, is that we would all encourage one another this one thing, not a new commandment, but a commandment that you've had from the beginning, that you love one another. And this is this great commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples. says, by this they will know that you are my disciples. How do people know that we are the children of God? By this commandment, that we love one another. And I was reflecting on these two great analogies of the church, the, the body and the family. And, and, and I always find it fascinating when you think about the body. You can think of, I always think of the elbow when I think of the body. Like, who ever wants to be an elbow? Like, no one even thinks about the elbow, do you? Like, it's just there. But have you ever thought about trying to eat without using your elbow? Like, I get the kids sometimes. It's hilarious. Like, you just got to tip it in. <laughs> you, it's, it's almost impossible to eat. The elbow, the small little thing, is vital for the feeding of the body. Have you noticed that? Something so small, yet without it, you would have great difficulty in doing something simple, something necessary. The body, every part is, is needed. And I was, I was reflecting with that with Hannah as we were looking through the, the, um, the, the, the daily prayers that Mark's been uh, sending around. And the one that we looked at yesterday, the question that came out is, what is your unique contribution? What can I do that most other people cannot? And that's when I thought, how many people are an elbow or a knee or a big toe? Have you heard the vital importance of a big toe? Like it's really hard to jump and to, to run without a big toe. Like a big toe is important. And we don't, well, we, the only time we think of a big toe is when we get an ingrown toenail or something, isn't it? Only when it's hurting do we, do we think about it. But without it, 
you have difficulty doing simple things, vitally needed. But as I was, as I was reflecting on this, I thought that these two analogies are actually not that they replace each other, but actually they are reflecting on two different vital importance of what the church is about. And as I thought about it, I thought that when we think about church as family, the primary purpose of this is that we would understand what it is to be accepted and to belong. See, that's a primary thing of family. The primary uh, cause or the primary effect of family is that people know that they belong and are accepted. Without family, that sense of acceptance and belonging is very damaged and in some cases never recovers. The family gives that sense of who you belong to, where you've come from and where you are going. The vital importance for us to understand. And you cannot... You cannot move anywhere. You cannot actually operate at all with any effectiveness until you first understand what it is to be accepted and belong as family. Family is vital for us to understand. Because the next part of this, that, that the body, see the body, the main function of the body, the main purpose of describing church as body is that we would understand function and purpose. We would understand what to do and why we do it. But unless we know that we're accepted and belong, we won't understand how we can be, be part of the body or how we can be something that functions and has purpose in the greater thing. We will always have this feeling of, it's them, not me. We will always have this feeling as, I'm not quite where others are. Because we have not understood the very first thing that we're called into. In this very letter that John speaks, the very first thing he's calling us into is family. You are elected, accepted, and belong into the family of God. You are converted to his community, to his family. And it's by this adoption into his family, by the Spirit of God, that we can cry, Abba. Father. See, the body of Christ has no meaning to us if we do not understand what it is to be family of God. And my pleading to you today is this. If you feel disconnected, then I would say to you, you do not understand what it is to be adopted into the family of God. Right here today is your opportunity to understand what it is to belong to the family of God. And that always works out in the local. That always works out in the physical people you are joined to. And this family here, the apex, I want to say to each and every one of you that this is a place that you can absolutely know that you are accepted and belong to the family of God. And if you don't feel that, Come speak to me, to Mark, to a myriad of other people here who will gladly tell you that with our heart, you know, with me I pray for people from time to time and wells up in me this love of God for the person. This emotion that I can barely hold on to as I get a sense of the love of God for the person. Love one another. This is the basis of the acceptance 
and the belonging that God has for you. If you do not feel loved, then I pray, come, let us speak, let us talk together. Because out of this knowing your acceptance, belonging, then you will understand what it is to be the body of Christ. His hands and his feet, because you know you belong, you know you're accepted, you know your position. And then when you are called into being an elbow or a thumb or a big toe, whatever it is, you will be able to do it with function and purpose and passion because you know who you belong to. Family of God is the foundation upon which we then go and understand our function and purpose as the body of Christ. And then when we go out and we be his body, we will know that it is not us alone, but the whole family of God that is with us, because that is who we belong to. Greg just sent me a, a text this morning and uh, asking to pray for him because he's preaching in, his, in, a, in a new church that he's, he's uh, attending in Whitney. And in that moment, there is the body of Christ, the function and the purpose in operation. But the reason he can call and text someone that he, he knows is because he has that understanding of the acceptance and belonging in the family. And in that he's saying, he said to me, help, just pray for me that I may be able to encourage people the importance of church, importance of gathering together. When we gather, there is a blessing that comes. But when we understand that we are accepted and belong, there is a, a, an understanding of us to be able to then be the hands and the feet and the voice that actually operates as a body of God. So my heart for you guys right now, my heart is for myself is that I would understand more fully what it means to be family together. And that means actually you share some, some quite vulnerable moments. You share some nasty things that perhaps you're you're struggling with or that even those thoughts that assail you in your mind that you're like, sometimes I just get incredibly angry at this person because they annoy me. Sometimes it's about sharing what God has done in your life. But being family together is sharing life together on a deeper level than just on a Sunday. I, don't get me wrong, I love that we come here on a Sunday and I'm gutted every time I am unable to come together and meet with you. But this is not the only time that we're family. Nor should we be. But actually it happens constantly during the week as we meet one another for a, a coffee or we, we phone them with a, a quick call or we send a text message or we, whatever we do, we do it in briefly, but actually we long that we can be together so that we can more clearly explain what we want to explain from our heart, God's heart, to his people. So I just want to leave you with this thought, that family is about the acceptance and belonging of God for you. The body is about your function and purpose in that family. Let me pray, and then I'll hand back over to Mark.
Lord Jesus, I pray that right now that we would know what it is to be accepted by you. Not making a certain mark, not getting to a certain place and then thinking I'm good enough to be accepted, but knowing that in all of our rags and, our, and, and in the mud that we play in, all the, the, the filth of our lives, uh, you accept us as we are right there and then. Help us to know that your acceptance is not about what we do, but about who you have made us to be. You're elect, your children. You have called us and you accept us as we are. And in that, you have not just accepted us, but you have now transposed us, taken us from what was not yours to now being yours. That now we are the children of God, adopted into the family of God. We are accepted and we belong because you have chosen us. And out of this, I pray, Lord Jesus, this deep sense, and I pray that this would be something that we grow in day by day as we speak to one another. And as this grows, I pray, Lord Jesus, that from this we would understand our function and our purpose in you so that uh, we may go forth and be your body in this world. The incarnation of God in his people, in his church, at work in this world for his glory. Lord Jesus Christ, help us to know these things, your family and your body. In Jesus' name, amen. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. The parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Our presentable parts need no special treatment. <clears throat> but God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, Every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you gave yourself, literally gave your body, that we might become whole, that we might become the people of God, the family of God, the community of God. And as we share communion now, as we literally eat and drink together in that sense, as a picture of what you've done to bring us together, to bring us together by your life given, you have given us life. You've brought us together as your family, as your people. Lord, we thank you for your blood that was shed. We thank you for your life that was given. We pray today, Lord, those of us who are here together today, may we be encouraged and strengthened and built up. Lord, for those who are not able to be here today, for whatever reason, those who would say, yes, that's my family, that's uh, the community of which I'm part at some level. Father, I pray, would you remind us of those that we need to reach out to? Would you 
uh, restore friendships and relationships where they've got lost. Father, we recognize these last years there, there's been uh, a separating. And Lord, I pray for the restoring of relationships in these days. Lord, we thank you. Your promise is I will build my church. I will build my family. Lord, as we come together, as we share communion, speak to us of these things, remind us of these things, and help us to, to be that family that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.